Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Spurs News Podcast. I'm delighted to say we are back. I am Sam, and I'm even more delighted to say I am joined by my good friend, Matt. Oh, mate, I'm happy to be back. I've missed it. I've really, really missed the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's fun. It's, it feels weird not having football for a while and then not talking about it. It was strange. I, I kind of spent the last sort of few months watching other sports uh, and then like trying to talk about them. I watched the Cricket World Cup. Amazing. I like I like cricket. I enjoy the game. I'm not a cricket expert, um, but I find myself enjoying the ball hitting people in the head a lot. That was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so yeah, it's been a strange time. And now we've got, this is transfer deadline day. As me and you are recording this, it's about 12 noon. So as me and Matthew are speaking, I Matthewed you then. Yeah, that's fine. Um, My mother-in-law yeah, calls you Matthew, I'll, so you can call me yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be Samuel as well. Let's just screw it. Let's let's start this season posh. Samuel and Matthew coming at you. Um, yeah. So uh, at right now the situation is, and I will keep checking as we do the podcast for both mine and Matt's sanity, if nothing else. Uh, we have Lachelso and Sessignon doing medicals, hoping to complete deals today. And we are also in for a Juventus forward called Paolo. Is it Diablo? I never know how to pronounce it. I always think I always think of the car when I. But it's Diab Di- Di- Diablo. I don't know. Honestly, dude, I don't know. And all morning, I've just been saying, "Screw it! I'm just going to call him Diablo." <laughs> yeah, he's some sort of Argentinian fighting chicken. Anyway. <laughs> That, that, that's a joke that could go over a few people's heads, but anyone who's watched Talladega Night should get it. Um, so, yeah, man, welcome back. It's been strange. It's me and you. Uh, of course, Spurs News do have two other admins. Uh, Dan is working his job today. It's a top-secret job. We can't discuss it. Laura, of course, is a pole dancer. Um, she's just come off her shift from last night, I believe, and is you know getting glitter out of places that glitter shouldn't be and getting ready for her shift tonight. So it is me and you. Mate. See, I, I thought I thought this this season two of this podcast you might you know yeah. wipe the slate clean with Laura, but obviously you're no, going full no. full barrels in. No, <laughs> okay. no, you see, you see, at least Dan Dan puts some effort in. He shows up on the podcast every now and again. Laura runs the Instagram and and she deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we, we we all know I only joke with people I like. <laughs> Um, so my friend, we got, we got stuff to talk about coming out of Yin Yang, obviously. Um, but there's one thing I kind of want to get out of the way first. I kind of want to just chat about it a little bit and then throw it away because it was last season. Um, but I'm going to start it by putting a real positive spin on it. You ready? Go for it. Dude, we were the second best team in Europe last year. There you go. Yeah. I like that spin. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we've had, we've had a, f- a, c- a couple of months now to... Here, you know, to tend to our wounds, haven't we? And I think we're all feeling a bit positive now, aren't we? Especially with like, hopefully the signings yeah. coming in today. But it, uh, for me, it was just it felt like just such a, a damp squib performance-wise because after the highs of not only the quarter-final but the, the semi-final, especially, it was just kind of 
right up there and then right down there, wasn't it? I mean, I, I kind yeah. of... I, I, look, to lose a Champions League final, no matter how you lose it, is bitterly, bitterly disappointing. But I just felt more bitterly disappointed with the fact that our performance was, wasn't great. It was, wasn't, was it? It just didn't feel... It, no. We had moments, but it never felt like... You know, it never like well, they obviously went one 0 up very quickly, didn't they? With that really dubious penalty, but it, ne- yeah. it never felt to me like we was ever going back in the game. It never felt like right. That's it. We one nil down. We've got what eighty seven minutes now to get back into this. It just kind of it. It, it only felt like Liverpool were going to score again, which they did. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. I think that was mostly what I took away from the final. Was kind of like all the hope and all the expectation kind of died within sixty seconds. Mm. And after that, I just felt completely flat. And it kind of felt that that's how the team were as well. The team were like amped. They had three weeks preparing for it. They were like ready to rock and roll. And then that decision happened with the handball. And it was like everything just went flat. And Liverpool were not good, really, to be honest with you. And I, th- I think Pochettino summed up quite well recently when he said what it demonstrated to him is something he talked about and thought about for a while which is our lowest level is a lot lower than Liverpool's and Man City's lowest level. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so his kind of point with that is, like, if Liverpool and Man City have a really bad day, they're still probably going to pick up a draw. They might lose, but it won't be badly, and they'll, you know, maybe pick up a draw or, or they'll just win 1-0 for once. Mm. Whereas when we're having bad days, we're getting stomped by wolves, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so so it's kind of like, yeah, I can see what he means. And the final did kind of demonstrate that. Neither team were good. And Liverpool still looks solid, really. Um, I, I can probably think of two chances we had that I felt were real chances. Um yeah, so I don't want to dwell on it massively. Like I said, we were the second best team in Europe last season. Um, I, I do think this season it paints a target on our backs, which is kind of fun. Um, I think teams are going to respect us in the Champions League a lot more after the last two seasons. Yeah, you, you're right, uh, and it is, it is, isn't it? One, the, the, the sort of the, the bigger the club you become, and you know, the more yeah. you achieve. And don't get me wrong, I know we didn't achieve anything, as in we didn't win any trophies, but we got to the final, yeah. and and it, and, it, and, it, and it does it, it does raise our our profile, doesn't it? And I was I was kind, you know, I, I don't know. Look, you, you, you never know, but and Dombele is he, he's a signing. I don't think possibly we would have made. If we hadn't have had such a good run in the chat, I mean, he spoke about it in his interview when we signed yeah, him. He did. Yeah. So it's obviously that was a big appeal for him, you know. And I, yeah. I think personally, I think he could have gone to probably any. I mean, he was wasn't he second or third on Man City's list, wasn't he? Like for, for he, me, he he was basically um, my understanding with Dumbele is Man City wanted him. A uh, fair few Barcelona wanted him. We wanted him. We actually moved ridiculously fast on this, which is going to make everybody laugh because yeah, unusual you know, for us. <laughs> this, this is not something we do, you know. But it is, yeah, it, it is just a simple case of um, what was it? We we basically beat them to the punch. I'm trying to work out the best way, weren't it? Because everyone's going to think, well. If the agent knew and the player knew those over clubs were coming in, surely they'd hang on, which is what's happened to us in the past. But the manager went to the kid and said to him, "Look, this is how I see you developing with us. You're, you know, you perform to your level. 
you're playing every week that you're fit you know yeah um you will be in a team that's challenging for honors in every competition we play and i think the player looked at it and went well because there's this myth that still exists that we don't pay what other clubs pay it people really do need to realize that is actually a myth now we we've adjusted the wage structure the new stadiums allowed that to be adjusted and also our players have built-in bonuses which don't go into the newspapers with basic wages like people will say oh my god harry kane's basic every week's 200 grand he could be earning more than that you know whoever well yeah but if harry scores the goals and hits the levels he normally hits harry actually earns like 350 grand a yeah week. of course yeah and we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to keep him if he wasn't paying him that kind of money no no well the reality is probably not no, no. But but with Ndebele, we went for it, like hell for leather, and we agreed the fee with Leon. We've got a really good relationship with Leon. I know it felt like it dragged a little bit, but remember, this was back quite a while ago. He's been with us the whole of pre-season. Um, and it kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to bring up, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, which is, a lot of people, again, very, very critical, and don't get me wrong, I'm one of them as well, of our transfer business always being left late, because... When it's left late, the manager doesn't have time to get them in for pre-season. They don't have time to adjust. If you're signing a foreign player who's learning English as well, meeting a new squad, moving to a new country, all of these factors really are problematic. And when we signed the Magnificent Seven, as they were dubbed, (laughs) I think that was a massive factor in how so many of them failed. Because if you look at, like, you know, Lamella and Ericsson have gone on and done okay. Um, done okay. You know, done very well for us. Uh, Ericsson possibly more than Lamella. But you look at some of the others. I mean, like, uh, Cap- uh, was it Capu? Etienne Capu? That's I mean, right. he's gone on and had a great, great career with Watford in the Premier League. You know, just sometimes players take longer than others when they're being brought in. And it's something scouts need to look at, etc. So getting them in early makes a million times more sense to me and anybody else. So leaving at the last minute, yes, Mr. Levy, you might save a couple of pounds here, there and everywhere, but we're actually paying for that. But when the season starts, we lose games or draw games we possibly would have won if players were in, settled and knew what they were doing. Yeah. So having, Sorry, mate, just to finish my thought. So having said that, our targets this year... The only one of them that was actually available to come in for preseason was Undumbele, and we signed him in time for preseason. Cessignon played the England under twenty ones and actually picked up an injury, so he has missed all of preseason. Would have done that with us or with Fulham. Uh, Lachelso played in the Copa America and only returned to training following his holiday this week. You know, the past week. So again, he would have missed our preseason as well if we'd signed him two months ago. So to me, it actually feels like this season, we have done that. It does feel like, okay, these are our targets. Yeah, those are going to arrive later because there's no point us signing them and paying them for a month if you know they're not going to be able to do anything anyway. But the guy we can get in, 
we did, and you know, Undumbele is already complaining about Pox training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was that. There was that picture, wasn't there? I think you may have shared it. Where yeah, it's like spot the dead. person who's not used to Pochettino's training. They all look really comfortable. Oh. He looks like he's dying, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's talked about it a lot actually. Um, it's a really great interview with it back in France. Um, and and he basically just said that. He, he, within a couple of days, he thought, what the hell have I done? Um, but he said, uh, Sissoko apparently just said to him, look, man, you're going to feel the benefit of this. Trust us. Uh, he said, we all wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in what he's doing. Trust, trust us, trust him. He said, and within a week, I'm already feeling the fittest I've ever felt in my career. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Whenever a player gets injured, they go, oh, Pock trains him too hard. But when a player reaches the next level, like Kane did under Pochettino, you know his fitness is beyond what anyone could have ever pictured for Harry Kane when you saw him in the youth team. Trust me, mm. he is next level, and you know that his career has been made from it. But yeah, anyway, so so that was my point. I I think this season for the first time we have actually done the getting the players in that are available to come in early for once. Yeah. You- do you know what? To be fair, you know the the, the players that that we hopefully will get today. Like you say, it wouldn't have mattered if we'd have got them in early. But look, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not a Levy hater by any any stretch. You know, I think he's done wonders yeah. at the club. But, I, but but I just think that part of like you know he he does he's brilliant with doing good. You know, he's brilliant with the way he he gets players far cheaper than we probably should have paid for them. But yeah, my my yeah. only my only problem is that. You know, if, if if it's any kind of other business, uh, and he did, and he and these tactics, well, most other business, I, I, I'm guessing they did work. You know, like if you're going to hold out, hold out, and realise and put the pressure on the seller. And but I just think when it comes to uh, football players and human beings, and 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 the, and the kind of the unique dynamic that comes with buying players early as opposed to any other kind of business. Then yeah. it, it it makes sense to me to bring them in early, and and it and it probably has proved that within Dombele. You know that, that like you say, he's he's now well into um, Poch's training regime. Yeah, and it, and it's and it, it's going to come. I mean, I I watched the um, I watched the friendly against Inter Milan uh, yeah. the weekend. Took my little yeah, boy yeah. with me, and it 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 was it felt like a kind of Champions League final part two. You know, it was yeah, pretty dire. Game, but it, yeah, it's it's a it's game. a it's a friendly. Do you know it's a, it's a friendly yeah. and you know there's not going to be the the, the intensity and the competitiveness no. but it it did feel like we scored the goal very early i mean i was sitting yeah. me and my little boy was we was actually sitting in the away section because um, yeah. there were some inter milan fans there but they clearly hadn't sold the whole of the away section so they released some later and i managed to grab a ticket for me and my little boy so we was kind of sitting in the away section behind the goal yeah. And uh, so we we was we you know we saw Lucas's goal and I was thinking oh this is going to be fantastic a real entertainment and uh, and yeah. I, I like about seventy odd minutes Sebi my little boy is just dad I'm really bored and I and I was thinking come yeah. on and it and it was all into Milan it really was I mean there was nothing we wasn't we wasn't given anything but what I was going to say was and Dombele looked good you, you know you can see 
he is the yeah. he is the Dombele with the Union in the front of it. You know, the Dembele, sorry, with the Union. Yeah. So he it, it, it is that kind of player, and that is the kind of player that we've been missing since uh, since we left. We we, uh, we lost Dembele. You can yeah. see the the strength of him. You know, you know, you know when you go when you go to a game and and you, and you see um, Sissoko's another player. When yeah. you see Sissoko in real life, that guy's a beast. <laughs> He's yeah, a big yeah. dude, right? You know, and um, and De- and and Dombele's got that same kind of presence about him, and he and you can see the way he holds the ball up and. He's eye for, uh, for a pass as well. I think he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic player for us. Um, yeah. And, and look, I'm not going to jump ahead. Of, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and you know say he's a second coming at Spurs. But I, I put, you know, I, I wonder whether he could potentially be the difference between us. You know, being nearly there to being there kind of well, thing with trophies. Well, it, well, it's interesting you've just said that because there is a kind of. Um... Uh, not counter argument to that, but there is a kind of point of view which is we did sell Musa Dembele, and like you said, Undumbele just slots in. He's like a, a the young. He is the replacement. He's yes. like the younger version of that. He slots into that system brilliantly. He is going to replace what we had with Dembele, and hopefully have a much better injury record, etc., etc. So, isn't the argument possibly then that we've not actually strengthened? We've just swapped. You know, Dembele for this guy. We're kind of back where we were. Yeah, I get, I get that. The, the probably the two differences is one you've mentioned already that he's a younger version of him, so he's hopefully going to be a lot fitter and uh, you know play more games and be more energetic. And also, I think he might potentially give us more attacking ways. I mean, that was always Dembele's criticism was always the kind of the lack of goals, wasn't it, or the lack of kind of you know he was he was fantastic at holding the ball, wasn't he, and and and. Um, you know, with possession, keeping possession, finding the pass, unlocking things. But I think with Undombele, he's got. I feel like he's got more of an attacking kind of um, uh, presence to him. You know, and I, I know that you know with, with, with those YouTube videos, yeah, you should never yeah. really go on them, right? But no, I can't. No. Whenever you saw anyone, but I, I, I did look at the, one of the YouTube videos of Undombele, and he, he does have that. I, I think it's that eye for a, for for a pass. I think or that kind yeah, of. He does, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he sees things that. Potential, I don't know. Potentially, other. For me, Dembele, I, I missed missed the guy so much. I, you know, not so much. You know, we sold him at the right time, and we, we've had this conversation before, Sam, haven't we? Like, you know, that yeah. season when we we drew two with Chelsea, that kind of that was when we had the ultimate Dembele, wasn't it? And yeah, possibly, I think we've maybe got Mark two, but a slightly improved version. Maybe I don't know. Well, I think we possibly. Have. I mean, time's going to tell with that. Definitely. I mean, right now. Uh, you you can't judge on preseason, you know, because players are working on fitness and and adapting to different things. It's not about results in preseason. We all know that, except for the Audi Cup, of course, which we lifted and we are the champions of Audi. I, I did. Never, you will never sing that. I did. I yeah. did. I did see uh, Sam. Uh, I was looking on Twitter the other day, and uh, this yeah. uh, Arsenal fan was trying to. Uh, uh, basically get a rise out of a Spurs fan yeah. and he went alright we have won the, the Audi Cup and I was like no no got the Audi Cup yeah, don't, like, don't, don't do that, he just yeah. got absolutely trounced on yeah, you know like, dude, a, dude, shut up, a poor typo yeah. and he's just like <laughs> yeah yeah just just, just yeah. end it dude end it end quiet it. yeah delete delete tweet just delete tweet didn't happen yeah it was, if you, um, have you seen that sorry sir have you seen it I know it must be a, a photoshop thing someone with a tattoo and it says Tottenham Audi Cup winners 2019 I have seen that gotta be I a... hope <laughs> I hope more than anything that that is because he said we'd sign someone last summer right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did it on my behalf 
yeah. If you're a podcast listener, well done. Um, I, I, uh, so it is now uh, a little after 12 as we're recording this. And it's now breaking news that Paolo Dybala, or Diablo, as I'm calling him, is definitely not joining us. Apparently, Juventus said they don't have enough time to get in a replacement, even though they've got two weeks left in their window. So that seems a little bit strange. I I personally just think there was too much to get done. Mm. Um, Agreeing the wages with the guy, agreeing a fee with Juventus, uh, agreeing a fee with his agent, which was apparently quite astronomical. Uh, and agreeing a fee with this third party that owned his image rights. Uh, I've said, I mean, me and you have been talking about it for the last couple of days. Even when people were getting my hopes up a little this morning, it just felt like there was too much to get it done. Mm. Um, So as of right now, anyway, of course, whilst people are listening to this, everything could have possibly changed and, you know, we've and whatever. But right now, nah. That's no, it appears, it appears it's off. It is a shame because it kind of felt like that could be a big name signing for us, which gives the whole club a lift. Um, now, Ryan Sessignon hopefully is joining today. Uh, Giovanni Lucelso, who again I'm probably saying his name terribly wrong, is hopefully joining today. And to be honest with you, if none of this story about you know El Diablo came up. <laughs> I'd be happy with the business in yeah. this window. What about you? Yeah, no, I would as well. Yeah, I am um, talking about Twitter as well. I was I was looking at the feed yesterday, and Stan Collymore, of all people, was talking God. about the chill. So, but he was saying that he'd be a fantastic signing. And then someone sort of piped up and said, "You had never seen him play, have you, Stan?" And he he then sent a picture of him and his mate who's got a season ticket. Uh, with Betis, and he's yeah. he's been about twenty times last season. So yeah. he's really rates him. Really right. Yeah, well, well, it's it's interesting because he's not a player I'd heard of, and when we started getting linked to him, I I sort of thought, well, let's read up a little bit. Um, he was at Paris Saint Germain, didn't really impress, um, but they rated him and wanted to keep him. But then, of course, Paris Saint Germain did their Neymar deal and had to have a bit of a fire sale. Um, he went to Betis, and by all accounts, he's he's been brilliant mm. in Spain and. Uh, there's always this kind of uh, almost snobbery a little bit about, oh, yeah, but can he make it in the Premier League? Well, yeah, I get the Premier League's that little bit more physical, a little bit faster, but Spain's not a crap league anymore. It's not just two teams and the rest. You know, the argument could be that the Premier League's two teams and the rest, if you're going to have that argument, because Liverpool and Man City were so far ahead of everyone last season. Yeah, sure. In in Spain now, you have got teams like Valencia, Real Betis, Atletico Madrid, who are really challenging. You know, Sevilla. I mean, Seville won the, like, the UEFA Cup like four years in a row or something. And yet people are like, yeah, Spanish League is crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's not. You've got a good bunch of teams in there now. But now they've got more money going into these teams as well. It's only going to improve. So... He is a decent enough standard. It is obviously going to be a change to come over, and he is going to have to take a little bit of time. We as fans are going to have to be patient. Um, I know people seem to think that if you sign a player for 50 million quid, he should arrive and be messy on day one. That ain't how it works. Mm. So we're going to have to be a little bit patient. But yeah, he, he does look to be a player. But the thing for me is interesting is I I watch him 
a little bit on the, the YouTube clips and stuff like that, like you said a minute ago with Dembele. Now, I've always thought we were signing him to replace Ericsson. Mm. It, to me, seems like he plays deeper than Ericsson, if that makes sense. Which which is kind of funny, because last season, Ericsson was having to drop deeper a little bit in our system to try and make up for injuries everywhere. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether this is going to see a bit of a change for us in how we play. Like, for example, if I was going to compare him to a player, like a playmaker in our past, I'd say he's more like a Modric than he is an Ericsson. Yeah, which then says, you know, said you wonder whether Pochettino's looking at maybe changing the system a little bit, you know. But, yeah, maybe. But, he's, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to see him in the club. You know, he, he, looks, he looks a very good player and also it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a signing which... which all right, we done we done fairly well last season, getting to the Champions League final. But we 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 spent the first few games, uh, the first few podcasts was kind of a real kind of. We just can't we just sign a, a player, not e- not even to improve the squad, just to give us all a bit of a lift as fans, you know, because yeah. we was getting a lot of stick of other fans, weren't we, for lack of lack of signings and stuff. And yeah. the, you know, if, if you're gonna get what the, the kid's only twenty three, is he? He's a, he's a youngster. He, yeah. he can be. Yeah, he he is, can be. Yeah. He can be moulded, can't he? I mean, it looks like he could be potentially be moulded into possibly an Ericsson kind of role, yeah. you know. And he's Argentinian, so you know, Pochettino's he's got some, yeah. you know he's got he's got a player there from from his country. Who, you know, hopefully he can kind of have, have a good relationship with as well. Yeah. So it's a player he wanted. Yeah. Which I think's the major thing for us as fans is the manager is getting the players he has asked for. Yeah. Undumbele, Lucelso, Sessignon are players he has wanted. Do you know what talking about Sessignon, That's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Because we yeah. obviously we was after him last season uh, yep. before Fulham got promoted. Yeah. Now I I thought regardless of. Fulham getting relegated again the next season. I thought that was our our hope gone of him because I thought he'd come to yeah. the Premier League and set the set the, the Premier League on fire and yeah. and regardless if they get relegated he'd he'd go to to Man City or or you know yeah. uh, one at Liverpool. But I, th- I think he had a decent season. I think he had a decent he season in, in the a, Premier League. In a very poor team under three different managers playing out of position. Yeah, he did very well. Yeah, I think he did, <laughs> and 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 yet it seems like we kind of. Possibly getting even cheaper than we would have done if we'd have signed him last season. Before, we... well, there are there are contradicting reports on this. Um, one is that clubs were put off by is what they deem poor first season in the Premier League. I find that hard to believe mm-hmm. that clubs, were, you know, he's eighteen, yeah, playing in a team that was bottom of the league, you know, poor team. I don't think you know six assists, three goals. I don't think from. He played left back, right back, left wing, and central midfield for Fulham last season. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't see teams being put off like that. The other thing that's said and is said by a lot of people is that he made his mind up when he knew he was leaving that he was going to join Spurs because he wanted to work with Mauricio Pochettino. He wanted to. He seen what he's done with other young players. Um, he had conversations and was. You know, he set his mind to it to the point that when other clubs came sniffing, they were told, "Nope, he's not interested." And Fulham have kind of all summer hoped to get a bit of a bidding war going, get you know, get the best price they could get, but it's not happened because the players simply said, "I've got one year left on my deal. I join Tottenham or I run the contract down and join them next season." Yeah, you know, I'm 19. Yeah, yeah, I've got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean. 
it's possibly Tottenham tinted glasses. I prefer that version of events, but that seems to be more logical to me than clubs thinking an 18 year old had a poor season when he didn't really. No. So, um, time will tell. I mean, at this precise moment of time, he's not signed. There is a rumor circulating online. There's a problem with his medical. Would you believe? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's never it's, it's never it's... easy, is it? Or did like take Spurs fan, is it? <laughs> Yeah, it's mad. Um, it, is, it is mad. Hopefully, it's just really a rumor. Mad. Hopefully, that's just a rumor. Um, the the other rumor going around uh, this morning. Uh, I I was told by someone in the academy that Cameron Carter Vickers cleared his stuff and was heading out on loan again. Uh, this time he was heading to Stoke. Um, there's now a rumor circulating. It's actually going to be a permanent, and we've we've accepted an offer of six million pounds for him. Um. It'll be interesting on that. I I, I don't know. Um, I I really like Cameron Carter Vickers. I don't think he's developed to the level that they wanted him to. He spent the last two seasons on loan in the Championship. He's um, got two years left on his current deal. He is an American international, but classed as homegrown. He's half English, half American, dual passport, uh, but a full international now. Um, I I genuinely felt that he had a future with us uh, last season, but you know you got to trust the manager on these things. If he's got him in for preseason, took a look, and you know Tanganga, the young lad who's come through, really impressed. Yeah, really impressed me um, as well. Yeah, really impressed everybody mm. in the tour. It's possible he's looked at that and gone, you know, the younger kids come through and taking his chance. You know, it's time to cash in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep an eye on that, and obviously we'll post it to the Facebook page. But by the time most people are listening to this, all these deals will be done anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Telling mostly just me telling you, um, <laughs> mate. Uh, we can't have a podcast without you know bringing back one of our most beloved features of last season. Are, are you ready? Let's go, mate. Let's go. Brilliant. Okay, everybody. It is time, therefore, for Matt's stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Oh, I've, I've missed Matt's Stats, mate. I've missed it. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> right, okay. So I thought this stats, I'd concentrate on the team that we're playing or first in the Premier League, Aston Villa. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, so it's it's, un, it's unusual, isn't it, playing Aston Villa again? It's, it's been so they got relegated in uh, 2016, so yeah. uh, three years ago, and uh, they were uh, at the time they were one of only seven clubs uh, never to be relegated from the Premier League. Uh, obviously, they've lost that status now since it started in '92, and there's now six, which is silly six, yep. which is us, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, and Liverpool. Yeah, I think that'll always stay. Do you think? I think that's always going to stay at six. I can't see any of those six ever getting relegated. Maybe Everton, but uh, possibly Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> oh, please, uh, you know they, they've they've overspent this summer. Uh, they've they've gambled on getting the Champions League again. Hopefully, if they end up, you know, in the Europa or lower, uh, that will bankrupt them. Uh, they'll have to sell the stadium for food, and, and they'll <laughs> they'll be relegated for financial regularities. And I will party. 
<laughs> no, to be honest with you, man, um, I don't know. You look at those those six teams and you don't ever imagine it ever. No. But I never thought Aston Villa would get relegated. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's you true. You know, it was not that long ago they were perennially above us, and then it wasn't that long ago they were challenging with us. You know, one of the clubs that were trying to fight the big four, and then. They vanished. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. bizarre. So all all it takes is the wrong owners. You know, Enoch sell us next week to freaking cowboy Bob <laughs> in America, who's like, "I'm rebranding you, the Tottenham Hotspur." The Spur. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and all of a sudden, you know, things go to crap. <laughs> and the and the cockle gets changed to you know the Spurs they get on the boots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. They're gonna, See, they'll take down the gold one from the from the top of the ground, and we get a big boot up there, like with, with the spur in the back. We're, we're basically just sharing our nightmare here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna move y'all. We're gonna be the MK Spurs. There you go. That, that's, that is my absolute nightmare. This yeah. ground ain't do, big enough. Yeah, selling the stadium to the American football, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's my uh, that's my vision of the that's future. Your my my dystopian how how we end up relegated. And then um, there was five that were left uh, yeah yeah but, but genuinely you're right i mean you look at that now and you think no way no way no. any of those six are ever going down but you can't. as i said at one point there was no way villa were going to get relegated yeah things can change you know 10 20 30 years from now who knows where or what we're going to be yeah that is true that's true mm. right so our, our last six meetings in the uh, premier league we've won five drawn zero lost one uh in the premier league overall do you know, before you go any further, do you know who was manager of Villa on that game we lost? Go on, I haven't got a clue. Tim fucking Sherwood. <laughs> you love him, didn't you? <laughs> no. There, there, it's right, seriously, if I had Tim Sherwood in a room with Hitler and Osama Bin Laden and a gun with two bullets, I'd shoot Sherwood twice to make fucking sure. <laughs> You have no idea. <laughs> oh my god, the the guy, yeah. So that 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 day, I I nearly that was nearly it for me. I nearly couldn't take it. The day he managed Villa to beat us, I yeah. God, thanks for reminding oh, me of that, mate. Oh, and he did an interview about his win percentage. I, that was it. I my my TV. It was like a brand new TV. It nearly had a chair put. <laughs> Uh, incandescent with rage. Where, where is with his win percentage? Where, where is he at the moment? What's, what's he usually managing? Uh, mate, I don't care. No, I, don't, I can't. I can't talk about. It. Go can't on, talk about it. Right, okay. I, I need. I need you to go sit on the rage step. Go on, you go sit on the rage step, mate. <laughs> right. So in the Premier League in total, uh, we've played them forty-eight times, uh, one nineteen, uh, lost fourteen, drawn fifteen, and overall, uh, yeah. we've beaten them seventy-two times, drawn thirty-five, and lost fifty-six. Now the first time we ever played them was in 1903 in the FA Cup and uh, they beat us 3-2 at home but the next season 1904 we played them again in the FA Cup and we beat them at their ground 1-0 so we've got our revenge uh, so our, our last um, Premier League outing against them so we, we haven't got to talk about the Tim Sherwood defeat was a 2-0 uh, win on the 13th of March 2016 now how's your memory with that one who scored the two goals no go on go on say, say when was it again uh, March, 13th of March 2016. 2016? Yeah. What was the competition? Uh, Premier League. 2-0. Okay. 2-0 win at their ground. Um, uh, the, with, with Kane? Yeah. Harry Boy got them both. Uh, yeah, there we go. Both assisted by... 
Ericsson? Delhi, Delhi Ali. Oh, of course it'd be Delhi. Those two were on fire <laughs> they were, at that they? point. Yeah, that that was Delhi before the hamstring injuries. I I missed that game. Yeah, was that that was yeah. that, that wasn't our last uh, season. Was it our last season? It was 2017 was the last. Yeah. 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 16, 17 was the last season. That's right. Alone. Yeah. So that's one. So they got relegated. Then we had like one last season, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. So that's a few stats on the head to heads. And I thought I'd look yep. at players that have both played for both teams. And I picked out five, five players. So uh, David Ginola, uh, one of yep. them. Absolutely love that guy. With us from 97 to 2000. And from we sold into Villa, didn't we? And he was with them 2000, yeah. 2002. Jermaine Jenis. Uh, yep. He was with us for uh, eight years, and then we loaned him to them. I think he played about eighty minutes. I think didn't he for them? I think they sent him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he did well. No, no. <laughs> I don't think they've got good memories of him. <laughs> uh, no. Robbie Keane uh, played for played for us from. Did he? Uh, yeah, he played for them. Yeah, it was it was on loan when he was at LA Galaxy. He played oh, for them on loan. Yeah, he scored about three goals. I think for them in two thousand and twelve. What English club did Robbie Keane start at? Was it Coventry, wasn't it? Or Wolves? See, I thought, see, I thought it was Wolves. Yeah, mm, which maybe. would have been in the same sort of... Yeah, Wolves. Yeah, it, it was Wolves. Academy right. Wolves, went right. to Coventry. Uh, right. Ended up at like Inter Milan somehow. Yeah. And then Leeds, when Leeds were trying to build the Galacticos, then they went bankrupt and we signed him for next to nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, happy days. Happy days. <laughs> Uh, good old Peter Crouch who was in the news over the summer because he's retired um, he had a couple of stints with us as probably most people know from 98 to 2000 didn't play a single game and in 09 uh, to 11 uh, which is a bit more of a successful stint with us wasn't it yeah oh, wasn't yeah, that, yeah. that, that uh, Champions League goal or a few Champions I mean the one he scored at, uh, uh, against Milan that, I think that's the one that will always stick in my memory but scoring that goal against Man City um, to get us in the Champions League was always a good one as well wasn't it yeah, big time, yeah. And uh, finally, probably the most important player that's played for both teams, uh, Danny Blanchflower. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. So he he, he, play, he played for Villa first uh, from 51 to 54, playing 148 times for them. Then we yeah. signed him uh, and he had quite a successful little stint with us, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then, then he graduated to a, to a real team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he did okay. Yeah, he did okay. <laughs> I think just, was it... Uh, the, the double or something like that yeah, he won wasn't it as captain oh mate who remembers you know, these <laughs> yeah. things uh, I think I was minus yeah. 18 I think at the time <laughs> yeah but Blanche somebody oh yeah, yeah there's bound to be some listeners Sam that were, were, were uh, alive and old enough to remember that but unfortunately not oh, not, not massively much, not, yeah, not, not yeah us too. I, I still remember when I was younger uh, a magazine, a fanzine that was called Mesteg, okay. which stood for "My Eyes Have Seen the Glory," okay. and it was basically written by a load of people who were fans during the sixties, fifties, okay. and sixties. And I still remember that fanzine. I used to go through it whilst we were getting thumped by Bolton, <laughs> and used to think, "Wow, what it's like to win things." Yeah. What's that feel yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, and uh, by the, by the way, that wasn't win things as in trophies. I was just wondering what it was like to win games at that point. <laughs> my, my my ambitions in those nineties dark days were not that lofty. <laughs> just oh yay, we won a match. Well, that's what I was going to say to you, Sam, because um, at the beginning of the, of the show, you were saying about how uh, you know it's been a couple of months, and you know it feels yeah. like a while since a football. Years ago, 
it used to be respite, didn't it? That this this preseason or this sort of yeah. the, the uh, July to August, it was just a respite from getting walloped every week, wasn't it? But it was, but, it was, it was time off from abuse. Yeah, it really was. And it was, <laughs> you know, I was at school during that time, and being a Tottenham fan was not bloody easy. I tell you, I was surrounded by supporters of all these bloody teams lifting trophies every five minutes. Every jackass had a Man United shirt on with like Cantona or gigs on the back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and there I was celebrating signing Musa bloody Saeed. It was like that, wasn't it? Oh, yes, the Algerian prince. I think that's why I, I always remember the year we signed Klinsman because it was just the most amazing thing ever, wasn't it? It, it, it was, was like we were was, yeah. we was struggling and somehow we've bought the, this... World class striker from the yeah. World Cup. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, you know? how how did that happen? And yeah. true enough, he was there a year and gone. Off he went, yeah. And yeah. and then uh, Alan Sugar cleaned his car with his shirt, <laughs> and then brought him back to stop us from getting relegated yeah. uh, like a couple of years later. But yeah, man, it was it was dark times. It really so, was, wasn't it? This is why finishing the second best team in Europe is kind of okay with me. Yeah, you know, I, exactly. I would love to lift that trophy, but I'm. I'm still pretty happy with. I, I think there's a big difference between, um, you know, like you talked about achieving things, and I think the club have achieved things over the last five years, and it's taking it step by step. Uh, you can you can kind of jump that now, and unfortunately, I think it's because teams have done that that people don't consider it the right way anymore. Like Man City and Chelsea, both, you know, they pumped like billions literally into players. And when a player they sign for fifty million doesn't do well, they chuck him and buy another one for sixty million. Yeah, sure. We're we're not in a position to do that. We don't have you know the oil wealth of an entire nation or you know a Russian oligarch tax dodge. Yeah, of course. So it, literally, we we've had to build it season on season. Now, years ago, that's how it happened. That's how teams developed. The Manchester United team under Sir Alex Ferguson. He didn't win anything in his first year. I don't think he won anything in his second year. He even talks about scraping that FA Cup win being the only reason he didn't get it's fired in his job. third season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insane, uh, isn't it? Because he was building. You, you had to build a team and you had to build an ethos and you had to build a philosophy. Oh, God, I sound like Pochettino when I said <laughs> philosophy. Oh, I'm very happy. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, anyway. Sorry, mate. No, that stats. that was it, mate. That was that was it. That was oh, that good. was me covered. But um, what, what do you think? What's, what's your your uh, your prediction for for the weekend? Do you think we're gonna it's gonna be an easy I've, one? Or? I don't think it'd be easy because you know they've just come up. I think there's gonna be uh, there's certain players there um, who are gonna want to impress without a shadow of doubt. Uh, a certain man called Grealish is gonna have he's gonna want to perform on the Premier League stage, and he's gonna want to perform against us most of all. Um, I think we're going to win. Um, I think Harry Kane is going to be another level this season. I've seen the guy in pre-season training and he looks the fittest I've ever seen him. And I think he wants his golden boot back. Yeah. So I think we'll win the game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a walkover, but I do think we'll win the game. I was, uh, I know it's been, uh, a lot of people talked about it in the in on on social media, especially Twitter. That uh, idiot that signed for Liverpool, the uh, the kid from uh, Fulham, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know him taking the Mickey. And, and I I think I was thinking about it afterwards, and I think with Harry Kane, you, you'll get some people in life that will 
will get people taking the mickey out of them and and they'll become the victim because of it you know like i've got this yeah. this and people take them but i think harry kane's an example of somebody that uses that and then just uses that as motivation you know and yeah. and, he, and he, he, he you know he, he talked about years ago didn't he when he was rejected by arsenal and how that motivated him and he he yeah. really like if if he's really somebody that's like i'm i'm going to prove he's, he wants to prove to people doesn't he and I, i'm hoping that um with with the disappointment of the final that he's come yeah. away and he's gone right that's it this isn't going to happen again like you know this I, I i don't think you can underestimate as well how much he needed a break yeah you know, I, I don't think he even realised it because there was an interview with him two weeks ago and all he talked about in this interview was how great he felt after a couple of weeks off. You know, oh, I was so keen to get back, but I felt amazing. You know, I felt really good. The guy had been, I think we worked out, he's had one pre-season off in the last six years. It's insane, isn't it? That's complete. Which is insane. Yeah. You know, he did like an England under-21s, then he had a summer off, and then because he's an England captain now as well, I mean, the guy's schedule's nuts. You take away from just football schedule a second, because he's the England captain, he's also doing media and press constantly. Like, oh, OK, let's get the England captain's opinion on this. You know, oh, something's happened in football. What's the England captain's opinion? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He is just constantly getting that. Um, seeing the video of that little shit having a go at him, to be honest with you, um, it only annoyed me from the point of view of, I don't think we as a society, deal with it very well. Like, the kids had a rap across the knuckles. But what message did that send to every kid in the playground about abusing other people? Yeah, sure. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, get, you can get away with it as long as you're good at football. Mm. See, you know, what, he, what, what annoyed me, sorry, Sam, what, 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 yeah. what, see, I, I, I was looking at comments uh, that were made afterwards. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. there was a lot of kind of, rightfully, people upset about it. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh yeah, look at look at his look at the way he does his hair. Like you know, he can hardly talk." But um, I think the, pro the the problem I've got is that he's taking a he's taking a Mickey out of uh, Harry Kane for something that Harry Kane has got literally yeah. no no choice in. He's like, yeah. he, 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 he's, he's no getting away from the fact that he doesn't talk properly, does he? You know, but it's not it's not. <laughs> hey mate, I'm from Bristol. I don't talk properly. Yeah, no, but it's not even. I mean, it's your it's your accent, isn't it? I mean, if you yeah, if you well, if you'd have well, been born well, if you'd have been born this uh, way, mate. Uh, if you'd have been born down here, you'd be all right, mate. Let's do it. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, but, yeah. Right, yeah. but it's he's, oh, he's got he's, going down a bright. Yeah, he's got it's, it's a speech impediment, is it? It's just a speech yeah. impediment he's got, but. Uh, you know, when at school, I can imagine that kind of thing. This is what I was thinking about: how maybe Kane is like the way he is because of because of possibly that. You know, because I, I, I mean, my, my said my little boy's only seven, and I know when he starts getting to sort of eleven, twelve, thirteen, that period of time up until you until you leave school, kids can be vicious, can't they? They really can yeah. be vicious, and that, funny enough, that. Idiot for who plays who's in Liverpool. He's sixteen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. kids, they, they can be vicious little sods. You know. But, but uh, don't you think that we should be holding these with social media, with all of this, to a higher standard? Then, because if we don't, all we're doing is encouraging teenagers to keep acting that. Way. Yeah, no, no, and I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah. pe people are saying, "Oh, you know, he can hardly talk," but he he's true. Like, you know, he's you take the Mickey out, out of. The, the 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 guy this this youngster because he's he's 
got a stupid haircut, fair enough. He's chose that. But with Kane, you know, it's something Kane's been born with. He's not choosing to talk like that, is he? It's just a, no. it's a speech impediment he's got. But no. you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know why, why it's even like. I mean, obviously, this this fella's had a drink or whatever, like you know, and he's seen Kane on TV and he's probably yeah, heard other people 16. talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, I just. Um, yeah, for, for me, I, I agree with you. I, I think it, it should it shouldn't be just a wrap across the knuckles. It should be like you know, it should be a, it should be a wrap across the knuckles, and then we you you need to come out and and, and you need to make a, a a public apology. You know, yeah. you, other kids need to hear that that's not right what you've done, and you, and you're no. sorry for what you've done. I mean, he, he probably he probably does it again next time. He, he probably with his mates, he'll have a laugh. Well, do you have your cane impression again? You know, and yeah, doesn't care, he, does he? You know, yeah, he, of course he don't care. He's earning like. Twenty odd thousand pound a week at sixteen years old, and no one's done anything to him. No. Really, it's not nothing has happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's gonna show up at like a youth team game or something against Tottenham this season. I one of our players absolutely snaps him in ass. Yes, me too. But he just, I, I can't get my head around it. Now, if this was a player at Tottenham, I'd be saying the exact same thing. By the way, mm. and he was doing it about somebody else. But is is this kind of? Um, like there, there's a load of people on there like oh bloody hell it's just banter it's just this it's just that no you're setting an example to kids like my daughter's 10 do I want the example being set by role models professional footballers athletes and everything to be abusive to other people no of course I don't yeah of course I'm trying to raise my kid to say you know this person's different. It doesn't mean you take it doesn't mean you attack them yeah. what the hell I, I, I always I always if for me I always think the things like I, I I know a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's political correctness gone mad. You can't say anything anymore." But for me, I no, that's not it. No, 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 no. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's that either, Sam. You know. But I yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna say for me, I always think the things that are off the thing that's off limits, the things that you can't take the Mickey out of someone for, which is off limits, is something they're born with. Like if some like if with whatever sexuality someone's born, whatever colour of skin they're born, whatever speech impediment disability they've got, that should be off limits. If someone chooses to have a stupid haircut or you know uh, buy a, a, a stupid like a, a, a ridiculous car or whatever, you know if they if they're making choices to do something, then I I think that that. They they can be open to someone taking the Mickey out of them, like you know you've made that choice. If someone wants to take the Mickey out of you, then fine. As long as you're happy with the choice you've made, then it's up to you. And I don't think that's off limits. But when people are taking the Mickey out of someone for something they're born with, then I yeah. I think that's off limits. I really do think that's off limits because that well, person has had no choice, and it, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't even be an issue, should it? You know. Well, you go. Here's the thing. If he'd said. You're talking about like people being born with something. You know, Harris being born with this speech impediment. Yeah. If we'd had a go at Raheem Sterling for being black in this video, do you think he'd have just got a rap on the knuckle? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, you're right. No, he'd, no. he'd be gone. Yeah, because absolutely. Because racism is something that yeah. you're crapping down on. Well, they they, they, need, they need to put that they need to put that in with it, don't don't they, Sam? They yeah. need to put disabilities in with it. To, it needs to be beyond. You know, you know, racism, every everything. You you attack someone over something that no one can change. Their you know the way they speak, their skin color, their hair color. Yeah, okay, their sexuality. I'm, I'm I'm pretty horrible about ginger people. I'll 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 get that in check myself. But I'm 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 serious about this. You know, you go after people like that, and you're in a position where people are going to look up to you. He's just signed for Liverpool. He's got all of these followers on social media. The thing that sickened me the most was the amount of Liverpool fans retweeting this video yeah. saying make him our captain. Does it does it surprise you though? I mean 
To be honest with you, no. And and what and that's not just attacking the Liverpool fan base. So you know, they've got a lot of idiots. But you know, it, Arsenal fans were getting involved. Other clubs, Chelsea, mm. Man United, all mm. these other fans are like, oh, this is hilarious, ha ha. Yeah. No, it's not. No. You're basically just glorifying a 16 year old moron who's had, who's attacked someone with a speech impediment. Yeah. And you and you're you're an adult. You think that's cool yeah what what the hell yeah. and i know people are probably listening to this thinking oh it was just just banner or whatever but it's not you're, you're genuinely attacking people you've got kids out there who have got speech impediments who are probably struggling with abuse every single day and look to harry kane as an absolute inspiration to them he's the england captain he ain't letting anybody hold him back from what he wants to do he's not letting anything stop him he talks brilliantly speaks brilliantly on every subject yeah there are people looking at that right now kids going Yes, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, sure. And we're allowing people to attack him over it. What message does that send to those kids? It's shit. Yeah, I, so completely, I completely agree. End, end of round. No, I, completely, I agree. I completely agree. See, we're back, Matt. <laughs> we are back, buddy. I love it. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we're creeping towards 1pm. Um, I'll just have a very quick look. We've still got our bug in Daniel Levy's office. Um, so... I just have a very, very quick look. See, we did this joke on the last window, remember? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> and there was like nothing going on. The joke was all you could hear was a clock ticking. It would appear today's a bit different. Lots is going on. Well, we was planning to do the joke, but we can't really do it, can we? <laughs> no. So I've had a message. Uh, the message says, if the deal for El Diablo is truly dead, we are going to try and reignite the deal for Bruno Fernandes. Um, I don't know how true that is, but mm. by the time people listen to this, they'll know probably. So, it, I think it is going to still be a bit mad. There's about four hours left of the transfer window at the time of us recording this. Matt, yes. do you think we will get deals for Sessignon and Luchelso done today? Right, I'm going to stick my neck out and say yes to both. Okay. Do you think there will be anyone else coming in? You don't have to say who, but do you think anyone else today? No. Okay, How about you, good self? Um, I think those two definitely. I think just those two. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as you. Um, Can I just say yeah, as well, Sam? Sorry, yeah. mate. Uh, one thing I love, and I know you've 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 uh, used the same words on a, on a couple of tweets, but uh, the old. <laughs> He's FaceTime me, wink me, wink to me. Oh up. god, I love it. <laughs> one, of, one of the one of the funniest things. If you're on Twitter and you follow the Spurs community on Twitter, one of the funniest accounts that have cropped up this summer is a guy pretending to be an Indian in the know. Itk in the know. They've got insider knowledge. There are loads of them. Every transfer window, they appear, and you know some of them get something right, so then people treat them like they're the new messiah. Um, but yeah, generally it's all crap. But one guy has done a like a beautiful parody where he sucked loads of people in for ages, but then he started just tweeting the same thing, which is, you know, I FaceTimed uh, you know Diablo's agent. Uh, I asked him if he was joining Spurs, and he just winked at me and hung up. So yeah, done deal. <laughs> just, and, and and it's had me like crease laughing just constantly. This notion of this guy just like yeah, uh, just pick just picked up the phone to the Real Madrid president, and he says that uh, yeah we're getting bail. So uh, 
he winked, job done. You know? <laughs> I just love the fact that the wink uh, and the hang up. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I just because yeah. you know what it does for me. It makes me picture it and just like. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and that's it. You know, you, you speak to Gareth. I just Facetime Gareth Bell. I asked him if he was coming home. He winked and hung up. You know, it's just it's been constant all summer, and it has been really funny. So I've uh, yeah, I've incorporated that yesterday. I, I said um, I said Lachelso's in London. I just saw him. Uh, he winked. He winked at me when I asked him if he was joining. Then he hung up. <laughs> oh, hang on, that don't work. That don't work. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Damn, I've done this wrong. <laughs> where have yeah. I gone wrong here? <laughs> yeah, where have I gone wrong? Yeah, so, uh, uh, mate, so before we wrap up, um, there's one thing I want to put on the record. Uh, just so this would be recorded in our history archive. I want you to try and predict this season's top four. Who do you think wow. first, second, third, and fourth in the Premier League? You're doing this prediction before a ball's even been kicked. Yep. Um, I'm planning, if I can remember to do it, we're going to do this again on the Christmas special to see if we're revising our predictions. So, come on. Wow, that's, that's, a, today, that's a tricky a one. A ball has not been kicked yet in the Premier League, but we are going to try and try and predict the top four. See, I, I want to go with Man City first, but... Yeah. They're not going to win it three times, are they? You know, in a row, surely. But then, uh, but then you okay. look at, but then you look at. I can't, I can't see Chelsea being anywhere near the top four because they they can't sign anyone. And Lampard's, I think Lampard will do a decent job, but I can't see the, him getting them into the top four. So I'm going to take Chelsea out. Yeah. Uh, Man United. I mean, they've they've they're selling Lukaku, aren't they? I mean, yep. he hasn't been great for them, but. Uh, no, they're they're going for a very pacey attack now. Right, uh, Lukaku used to be where their attacks went to die. Um, you know, good good solid striker, great target man, but he um yeah he, he certainly isn't pacey like Martial, Rashford, etc. No, I can see what they've the change they're making. Right, I'm going to go Liverpool top. Ooh, Not that yeah. I want it to happen, but I just, I just, I just, I can't yeah. see Man City winning three times in a row. Man City, okay. Man City second, yeah, us third, yeah, and Man United fourth. Okay, what? mine, I've got Man City winning the league again. Yep, uh, I've got us in second. Okay, Liverpool third, Man United fourth. Interesting. I don't think Liverpool are going to get another injury-free season. They've not added to their squad. Um, I think, yeah, I, I genuinely think their luck's got to run out a little bit. Last season, they managed to keep them together fairly well, whereas we were falling over constantly, yeah. <laughs> dropping yeah. like flies. I'm hoping this season's going to be better for us. It's not starting that way with <laughs> Delhi being injured already, but <sighs> I, I'm hoping it's going to be better for us. And yeah, I'm going to go with us second. Okay. Really, really up there. Okay. Going for it. Um, where, yeah, man. I think I think we'll wrap there. I think we'll I think we'll end it. The first show back. Um, a big thank you to you for joining me. Uh, we are going to be back every week now. Um, I don't think we have a set day for the show to drop currently. Uh, mostly it's just going to be us working around our schedules. But we are back next time. We'll be talking about the great Aston Villa game and hopefully a win uh, <laughs> to kick our to kick our season off and hopefully a little bit more about those signings that we've made, <laughs> not the ones we're talking about. We hope we are making whilst we record. Uh, but mate, big thank you to joining me. Big thank you to everybody for listening again. Uh, we really enjoy doing the show. It wouldn't be the same about you guys. We'll be back next week. Take care, mate.
you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.